I'll tell you, Sam, with all the stuff that went on last night, that phenomenal game between Michigan State and Kansas State, that game also lived up to the hype. Uh, the big news today is that another Lobo men's basketball player is entering the transfer portal, Sam. Yeah, we're kind of right back where we were yesterday, right? And, and almost in a similar fashion of where these two guys are at within the team because they're both starters, but they both also fell into a little bit of that role-player category as well. Yesterday it was Josiah Alec, and then a couple hours ago today we learned that Javante Johnson is going in the portal. Uh, was uh, uh, Grew up in, in Colorado, played his high school ball up there in Colorado, came over to UNM just in time for, for the COVID season, so it took us a little while before we got to see him in person, but he was, for, from his first couple of games with the team, Kind of like Josiah, just on a bigger scale, because it was a few years that Javante was here. He was a fan favorite from the very beginning, too. Everybody saw the upside and wanted to see him continue to grow and improve, and we got to watch that in real time to the point where he started every game except for one this season, and the one that he missed was because he was hurt. I mean, he was a he, he was in the starting five for these guys, but uh, like, jo like Josiah Alec, he's making that decision to go try his luck somewhere else. Yeah, and Javante, the only remaining player this season that got any time from the Paul Weir team. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That, so, you know, we knew Deze was moving on, so, you know, they had four re returning starters, and uh, of the four returning starters, had you asked me, you know, who would be the most likely to enter the transfer portal, it wouldn't have been Javante Johnson and uh, Josiah Alec. And then, of course, off the bench, you have K.J. Jenkins, who is also leaving and, and or at least went into the transfer portal as well. So, yeah, uh, Javante Johnson um, and your description of both Alec and Johnson as role players, I think is accurate, but I don't think that was a, any kind of an indictment on. No, him. no. You know, the other the other three and I know you weren't meaning it to be, you know, the the other three players, uh, Mashburn House were like all co conference caliber and, and Udeze, all conference caliber players. So, you know, it's not going to exactly be uh, equal when it comes to the number of shots all the guys get. But with the loss of these three guys, and you know, three of the seven players that we, or actually three of the six players that were back after we knew that Mo was moving on uh, are gone. And so this is just an indication of, it's going to be kind of like musical chairs. At least if this year, I'll just say this. If this year, what's gone on in the last week is any indication, future years, if you're going to be a, a Lobo basketball fan or any kind of college basketball fan for any one team, uh, you kind of figure it's going to be an element of musical chairs in the mix to some degree, Sam. And I look at that as a, as a potential, at least a potential net positive for right now where we're going to miss these guys we love them we're going to support them we're going to follow their teams wherever they're playing that is you know when we say that's college basketball in 2023 it, it goes both ways where a player might want to take his talent somewhere else but there may also be rumblings behind the scenes that a coach is, is working on what's next and there may be this feeling of you know hey my role might either be the same next season or maybe even a little bit diminished because because you know just looking at Javon this is all 1000% speculation. We don't have you know we don't know what's going on with these guys. We don't know why they make the decisions that they do. But Javante is 
uh, even a, uh, to, to me at least, he's even a, a more interesting case a little bit than Josiah because we saw this transformation with Javante over the course of the season where, yeah. you know, where you know, first couple of games in the season, Coach Richard Patino was getting asked about, you know, hey, what's what's up with him? And we see over the course of the year, you know, slowly, progressively at times that confidence rises. You know, we start to see more of the the three point shooting Javante. He's becoming this three and D kind of guy of and then next thing you know, the season's over. And it becomes, you know, he's maybe maybe he's confident enough in himself to go try the portal. And even if you want to take it one step further, you know, again, guys can end up on the outside looking, and you only have you only have five guys on the floor at one time, and you only have one basketball to share with those five guys. Like you said, Mash and House, and you know the other guys, you know, were getting a lot more shots, and so if there is that sense that that there is going to be this roster turnover, somebody who started every game isn't going to go backwards. And and this is no. all part of the this is all part of the I mean it's, musical chairs is a perfect way to put it. This is all part of the the musical chairs of the college basketball offseason. So and I like that 3 and D. And here's what I would say. I think you're being generous when you would uh you would categorize Javante Johnson as a uh you you'd be generous in uh defining him as a the, the three side of the three and D. I, I'm not going to argue with the D part, but I, you know, I didn't really see much of a transformation in Javante Johnson. And maybe I don't see things clearly enough, but I, I saw pretty much Javante, the same Javante Johnson that was playing the first, you know, five, ten games of the year as the same Javante Johnson that played the last five, ten games of the year. And there wasn't much difference. I Yeah, you could point to a couple of games. Real quick, Sam, while we're, I should have had you do this. Pull up the the, uh, the season stats for the Lobo men's basketball team while while we're on the, you know, talking here. So, yeah, I, I saw, do you got them? Uh, I'm going to have that here in two seconds. The only thing I would say, just okay. while, while I'm pulling that what? up, the only thing I would say is yeah. for skill set wise i would i would totally agree with you the only thing maybe that the, the only thing that i saw that was different is i think once it got towards the tail end of the season there were shots that he was taking that he was clearly intentionally passing up earlier on in the year oh, uh, okay no argument there the, the shot attempts his confidence did seem to grow but it wasn't like he was ever like an offensive threat game in and game okay so i got out. the stats now, Okay, okay, so uh, just curious, how many points a game did Josiah Alec average? Oh, and and the Lobos ended up with, what? how many games did the Lobos play? 30 to 32? What was their final uh, record? 34. Again, they played 34. They were 21 and uh, 13. Is that, or is, that, is that what they were? Uh, 22 and 12. Record? 22 and 12. Okay, 22 and 12. All right, so that's 34 games. Good show prep, Joe. All right, 34 games. Uh, what was Josiah Alec's final uh, points per game average? Uh, so uh, Josiah Alec ended up finishing at 8.4 points a game. 8.4 points a game. How many did Javante Johnson average throughout the course of the season? 5.8. Okay, uh, yeah. I mean, how many minutes per game? Uh, I'm not. I'm going to leave Jav- uh, Josiah Alec alone on you know because I know he was almost a 30 minute a game guy. But how many minutes a game did uh, Javante Johnson average throughout the course of these 34 games? Uh, 26 and a half minutes a game. By the way, Josiah at 32. 
32 minutes for Josiah, and he uh, averaged 8.4 points a game. And then uh, you got Javante Johnson playing 26 and a half uh, minutes a game and averaged, again, what was it, 5? 5.8 five point point, uh, point points a game. 6 points a game. We'll give him 6 points. 6 points, points a game, uh, we'll, sure. We'll, we'll, we'll round up. You okay. Know. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, Six points a game in 26 and a half minutes uh, a game. Uh, you'd think uh, that a guy who was a junior uh, and had had a decent amount of playing time in, in his other years might have been able to, regardless of what the offense was being maybe geared towards uh, House and Mashburn, uh, just through osmosis, you would have thought maybe that average would have been higher. And like I said, I, I'm not taking anything away. I you know I heard unbelievable things about, we, we saw with our own two eyes, unlike other players on the Lobos defensively, you know, he was really hard to post up. He was really hard to back down. So no doubt about it, he was a big part of the Lobos' success this year. But in terms of points, uh, you know, six points a game, maybe uh, that's why he is moving on because, you know, there wasn't that many attempts per game with the 26 and a half minutes he was getting. So anyway, uh, the big news of the day on the heels of Josiah Alec getting into the transfer portal. Now, uh, in case you hadn't heard, Javante Johnson has entered the transfer portal. Okay, so I'm going to just say this. So while all this is going on, KJ leaving, uh, Quatch, we, you know, no surprise there. We'll leave him uh, off to the side for now. But you got uh, Jenkins, you've got uh, Alec, and you've got Johnson, like three uh, pl- people that were contributors for sure. If you think that Richard Pitino is kind of hanging around seeing how his uh, NCAA bracket is doing and, you know, uh, enjoying the, you know, the, uh, you know, staying inside because of the rain here in Albuquerque, uh, I think I I would be surprised. Okay, here's what I'm going to say right now. My money is on Richard Pitino in not only filling those slots, but even filling other slots. And I'm not trying to sound insensitive. Uh, I'm just trying to be honest it's 2023 and i use the term musical chairs for these programs and it's not far from that sam so going back to my original thought richard patino i think just from my observations the way he handled himself on the sideline you know there's a fire inside of him that i think the players picked up on because let's face it 34 games we have a body of work that team played hard uh they acted the right way and i think those are characteristics of a well-coached team and not only that to mention the winning streak and getting into the nit first postseason i mean those are things that i think uh are an indication of what we're going to see with rick richard patino out there trying to to figure out how to navigate you know with the with the guys that he has coming back and of course with these four guys leaving we'll just say three guys leaving jenkins alec javante johnson my money's on Richard Pitino. I, I, and I, I know nothing, as Sergeant Schultz would say on Hogan's Heroes. Uh, I know nothing. I have zero idea on who the players are that might come in, this, that, or the other. But I, uh, I'm, I'm going to put my money on Richard Pitino that when the Lobos suit up next year, 
the personnel, and, I'm, and well, hopefully, and this, I'm just saying, I'm figuring that Mash Jr. and House are going to be back. Who knows about them? But one way or the other, I think collectively, there's a ch there's a good chance the Lobos will be a better team next year than they were this year, even though there's a bunch of new guys, Sam. Yeah, there's no self-respecting Division One coach that's going to have three of his top seven players go and then just be, okay, well, well, well that's okay. We'll figure, we'll, we'll make do with what we got. I mean, especially somebody of the, of the pedigree, obviously of Coach Patino coaching in the Big Ten, all the things that he's talked about, you know, with the goals of of you know when he first got here. There, there's something going on there in in the back pocket, and it can be a blessing and a curse when there's almost a thousand guys in the portal. Where it can be overwhelming of how do you pick, but you also kind of have your potential pick as one of the teams that's you know it's 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 like it's like with the draft, you know, the teams that are done playing, they don't make the playoffs, they get better draft picks because the idea is you know they get better players and try to rise, you know, try to rise the tides. Well, your season's done. You, you get the early start in in the transfer portal. I, I, I can understand, you know, maybe if, if there was some apprehension because three of your top seven guys have left and there hasn't been that replacement yet. But just give it time. I mean, it's it's only well, and, and actually, it's not even three of your seven. Remember, Odeze was gone. Okay, uh, right. so now you're down okay, to four to of six. your seven. So, yeah, yeah. or three of your six. Yes, right? yes, yes. Uh, You know, I mean, they knew that Odeze was moving on, but they figured the other six would be back. Well, uh, fans figured the other six would be back. Well, three of those six that they figured would be back uh, are not going to be back. Uh, but we're on the same page. Yeah, we no, know it's, that it's, it's a fair yeah. point. I, I, I wasn't even factoring him in because we, we finally come to terms with it now that you know he got his extra game in the pit. Uh, Mo did, but yeah, no, no, you're yeah, yeah, yeah uh, on three, yeah, three. three Three of your starters are are gone. Three of your starters. Okay, so I I was listening to uh, another podcast and I heard an NBA exec uh, commenting on the transfer portal, and I he he said the the that college basketball and the transfer portal and NIL is basically like free agency, like is in the NBA, but with no salary cap, Sam. So uh, the activity in the portal, the NIL stuff is. Like, you could term it as free agency, which they deal with in professional sports, but those professional sports, for the most part, have some sort of salary cap type of thing. Well, that is not the case with college basketball or, or college athletics in, in the case of Transfer Portal, NIL, and all those kind of things. It's going on with no salary cap, and everybody's having to deal with it. Coincidentally, you know, on the heels of Josiah Alec leaving and Javante Johnson leaving, we were uh, going to talk, we, we had a scheduled um, a uh, interview with Kurt Roth, who runs the uh, 505 Sports Venture Foundation, and he's the one that's uh, has agreements with 30 or more athletes at the University of New Mexico. So he came in studio earlier today, and we taped a bit. You'll be able to hear it starting at 6 o'clock tonight. Uh, we had him in studio, and coincidentally, at the tail end of our conversation, the news broke about Javante Johnson. So here's uh, just a taste of that interview. Again, it'll air in its entirety in the 6 o'clock hour, but here's Kurt Roth on his thoughts on Javante Johnson leaving in the news breaking today. While you're here in the studio, news just broke. Not only Josiah Alec entering the transfer portal yesterday, but Javante Johnson just entered the transfer portal. 
surprise to you? Again, I guess at the front end, we're talking about don't be surprised by anything. Your thoughts on Javante entering the transfer portal? Well, first, I want to wish Javante the best. He was also a valued member of our 505 team. So he was another guy, well, of those 30-plus, uh, he yes, was, uh, you yes. had an agreement with him. Yes, we had an agreement with him. He was a great guy. Uh, there was some discussion about that, uh, about his transferring that I had heard but it wasn't lively, so I guess in the uh, ultimately he decided that he'd be better off playing in another spot. I assume that means somewhere in Colorado. Okay, so closer to home. One of the reasons that you mentioned for some of these guys uh, going to different places. Yeah, I, uh, when from we, uh, Colorado Springs. Springs. Yeah. When we were at the Air Force game this year, he had a ton of friends and family and. Uh, and uh, maybe he just seems. I, I'm only guessing. Yeah, I, you're I've just never talked to him. But yeah. yeah, that's the world we're in. Um, uh, it's happening everywhere. All right. That's just one piece of a uh, long interview that we did with Kurt Roth with 505 Sports Venture Foundation. And that will air in its entirety at 6 o'clock. We'll also have it out there on social media.